Hello, and welcome to Chaos Cast, the chaos community podcast where we share use cases and experiences with measuring open source community health, elevating conversations about metrics, analytics, and software from the Community Health Analytics Open Source Software, or short Chaos Project, to wherever you like to listen. Welcome to this episode. My name is Venia. I'll be your host for today. And I must admit, I am very, very excited for our current guest. But first, let's go ahead and introduce our panelists. We have Armstrong with us today. Hello, everyone. And Nicole. Hello, everyone. Great to be with you this morning. Wonderful. And myself, Venia. Hi. And we also have Michelle Dalton here to talk about digital marketer engaged community. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. (laughs) And I am incredibly excited. I have a lot of history with Digital Marketer, so let's just jump right into it. Would you introduce yourself, what you do for Digital Marketer, and a little bit more about you personally? So I am the community manager for all of the Digital Marketer communities. We use Facebook groups. I know that's kind of anti (laughs) everything right now. People aren't a huge fan of Facebook groups, but it's worked out really well for us. I've been with Digital Marketer for a little over six years now. Wow, six and a half years. That's a lot of time. (laughs) And what would you like to know? I mean, there's a lot. (laughs) I've been here for forever and I've worked in so many different positions. Can you talk a little bit about your journey into community management? Yeah, definitely. So I've always kind of served people in a way, like starting from my original job. And then when I tried to come up with a career, I was like, I want to be a pharmacist. And then when I realized I really did not like that, (laughs) I was like, all right, I'm going to be a veterinary technician, which I loved. But then the bad parts of that, not a fan. (laughs) And then eventually I found myself in massage school, which honestly, I truly loved. I really enjoyed the one-on-one impact I had with people, but you also have to touch people a lot and be in really good shape for that. Not my thing. And then eventually my sister was like, hey, Michelle, the company I work for, I'm leaving and they need to hire someone in my place. How would you feel about working for customer care? I said, sure. And little did I know that was going to be absolutely life-changing. And I found kind of where I belong. I'm still helping people. I started out in customer care, worked my way up management, and then I moved over to account management, which is for our partnership program, which is just one-on-one help for these sort of enterprise clients and did started community management there, <laughs> which I had always had an interest in ever since we originally started ours, I think back in 2014, 2015. And that was just such a fantastic opportunity to really dip my toes in the water. And I got to learn all kinds of things because I first thought, oh, I just get to talk to people all day. That's great. I'm going to like that. And then I realized that is not what it is. (laughs) It is so much more than that. It's kind of like being the really cool mom that's also responsible and knows what she's doing. Like... (laughs) One of the best ways to explain a community manager ever. I mean, it really is because I establish these connections with people and then I help them find their people. 
you know, saying, hey, Susie, have you met Julie? She's also trying to work on copywriting. And I think you guys would super get along, you know, trying to help them find each other so that way they can grow and reach their goals. Yeah. And I personally see a lot of that in the Digital Marketer Engage group. Can you talk a little bit about Digital Marketer and where the Engage group sits in its strategic plan? So one of the things I love about Digital Marketer and communities is that everybody at Digital Marketer is super invested in the community because it is a feedback loop, which is integral to business success. I mean, if you're not listening to your customers, then what are you doing? And that really provides you with that opportunity to get that firsthand experience because they're going to tell you if they're not happy, you are 100% going to hear it and you're going to know, oh, well, we messed up a little bit. We need to fix that. Or you're going to know, wow, we did something right. People are absolutely loving this mail that went out yesterday or they're loving this new playbook that we posted last week. It is our top hit in searches. It's a really important part of knowing if you're doing something right. So Digital Marketer Engage, sorry, I realized I was just talking as if y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. So Digital Marketer Engage is our largest community. It is a extension of our DM Lab product, which is essentially, how do I say this? I think we called it Netflix for marketers at one point, (laughs) where it's just a massive online school in a way. You have actionable checklists and workshops and certifications, all kinds of things that teach you how to do, I don't want to say every aspect of marketing because it's not true, but let's say like 98%. (laughs) There's a lot in there. And so the community itself is this unique blend of marketers and business owners, freelancers, contractors, agencies, consultants. I have someone in there who's a graphic designer. And they're just there to learn. (laughs) They don't actually do any marketing themselves. They just want to know how their customers are feeling and thinking. So they're like, I'll join one just to see what people are saying. That's it. Uh, It's a marketer's version of a non-coding member. (laughs) Basically. That's amazing. Can I ask how big the Digital Marketer Engage community is? I think right now we're hanging out at about 11,000 for DM Engage. I think we're at about 1300 for Lab Elite Commons. And then our certified partner community is a little over 500. And these are for all different programs. So they serve uh, different purposes. Absolutely. And given how large that is and the fact that it's on Facebook, there's probably a lot of challenges to running an engage group that's that large especially when it's supposed to be sitting underneath an umbrella of the digital marketer brand and your products, that probably creates a somewhat interesting perspective coming from customer success and business success into this group. Can you talk a little bit about that transition and what your job looked like in the service area and how it changed in Engage? Yes, definitely. So when you work in customer service, Not the problem, but the thing is people reach out to you when they're not having a good time. They're not able to access something that they paid for. They're unhappy with something in the content. 
they're never reaching out to you just to say, hey, I like you. (laughs) It's always, you guys messed up or something along those lines. And with the community, I definitely get some of that, but it's just so much different. I think because they know me, the conversations are different. And I also get to see all of the good things. I get to celebrate with people and I get to watch them develop. It's really great for me because that's exactly what I want. And in the community, when someone joins, we have something in our onboarding that says, post in here, hashtag I'm new here and tell us why you joined or your goals. And then you get to see them reach those, which is just fantastic. And I really enjoy that. And I mean, personally, that's how I see business success. Are people doing what they wanted to do? Are they attaining their goals? Are they enjoying their experience? If that's yes, then that's exactly what we wanted. So I really love being a mom myself. I really love how you described your role of being a community manager, right? And, and then your, your journey into this role and how you're measuring what you do and the success, the business success there. Have there been any surprises or things that maybe you didn't expect or any insights that you can share with us? Something I didn't expect. So I talk a lot about connections. I actually made a number of friends doing this. And I never really expected that to happen because I always came from a large corporation type of thing where you kind of keep your customers at arm's length. But we host these annual events, not this year, but other years we host annual events in San Diego, our Traffic and Conversion Summit. And people would just run up and they would hug me and they would talk to me as if we had been friends for decades. And so that was really cool for me is you get to see the impact that you're having directly. Like there's no, like it's not just a customer story that you're seeing on a sales page. It's a genuine, I was able to pay my electricity bill because of what I learned last month in DM Lab. Like that's the biggest surprise and best thing for me. I'm wondering how is the open source community helping this success in business that you mentioned? So open source, ours is not necessarily open source. We, it's a gated community behind a product. So it's a little bit different. Everybody who is in it already has connection in a way where it's like joining a friend group where you're already friends with someone. You know what I mean? Like they all know us. They all know Ryan Dice, who is the founder. I was going to call him the CEO, but he quote unquote fired himself recently, which isn't, (laughs) which is one of my favorite emails because it caused so much panic. It's very, it's a little bit different for us, but it's, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's like everybody already liked you when you started. (laughs) That makes sense. Definitely. So I also noticed as we talk in this conversation, you've been throwing out a lot of terms that I think digital marketer defines itself in, in its space. And it's this evolution of this marketing community as relationships. And can you talk a little bit about how digital marketer views that? 
and how it might impact the evolution of open source communities. So I would love, absolutely love to say that Digital Marketer totally did this on purpose. This was our master plan. We had always intended it. But honestly, it just kind of happened. It was the natural progression. When we initially started uh, DM Engage, which is our, I guess you would call it flagship community, it was just an idea and it was a lot of support requests and random conversation until it wasn't. We just encouraged people to do what they want. It's kind of like we built the house and let them decorate. We just watched what they did saw what they really enjoyed, and then encouraged it. And what people seemed to really want was connections. A lot of them are business owners or they are entrepreneurs. And that can get a little isolating, you know, if you're the only entrepreneur in your friend group. Like, who are you going to talk to about your problems? Do you engage? That's who. (laughs) And so they found people to just commiserate with and that understood. And so it just kind of happened. One day we looked up and we're like, wow, Engage really is just, it's the product. It's not the product, but it's the product. People show up for the content inside of our learning portal. They stay for the community. And I'm not just tooting my own horn there because I didn't initially build this. They did. The community members are the reason why it's so amazing. And honestly, I think you'll find in open source that many of us will say that it's about the people and about the connections. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Michelle, can you talk a little bit about, in the open source community, we talk about the role of companies participating in open source. From your perspective as a brand community, what insights do you think you can bring to, to teach open source or to inform open source communities? So something I would say is, actually, I want to 100% steal this from Ryan, who probably got it from someone else, is it's all about human-to-human interaction. Uh, a lot of time we hear B2B, C2C, stuff like that, and he says H2H. And I think that's kind of what we did a little bit differently. And I don't want to speak to other communities is we focused on the person's problem. So we've had large companies come through like Uber and HarperCollins and things like that. But it wasn't about, hey, Jake from Uber is coming through to talk about this. It was... Jake can't figure out how to get his team to participate in these certification courses. And then you just watch the community itself jump all over the question and provide 20 different scenarios on how to make it happen. And I feel like I went off track there, but this is where we are. (laughs) As far as open source and branding, I feel like there's a lot of similarities there. I personally don't have a ton of experience with open source communities, so I don't want to speak to that. But yeah, and honestly, I think that human to human definitely defines it really, really. Yeah. A lot of conversations and a lot of discussions that I've had in Digital Marketer Engage feel, at least to me, 
almost exactly the same as the conversations that I've had in the chaos project. Uh, yeah, it's the human to human aspect. It's it's very easy in online communities to forget that behind that profile picture, that's a real person. And I mean, and we've all seen it where people aren't as nice <laughs> on the internet as they would be in person. The, I think the term is keyboard warrior. <laughs> so the human to human interactions, that really just brings a different element to it if you understand it that way. because. It's not someone who won't stop hitting you up because they can't figure out how to use your community. It's someone who needs help. Like, that's just how you have to see it. Like, the person that you're talking to is a real person. It's not a chat feature on a site. It's not just a profile picture with someone's name. It's, there's a person with real problems, real feelings, real thoughts, and that needs your real help. Absolutely. I think there's one specific area I think the open source community could learn a lot from Digital Marketing is how seamlessly you've integrated your community and your product or your service. It's always a difficult dialectical tension to balance there is at what point in time does the community usurp the need for you to say, hey, this is a brand community. Can you talk a little bit about how you balance your communication inside of your team with your public and give your public some power in the actual company? Can you talk a little bit about how you navigate that tension? Yeah, definitely. So the first and foremost, it's we don't talk at them. We talk with them. It's a conversation. It's not us saying hey, this is how it is. And if you do it another way, you're wrong. It's how do you do X, Y, Z? And then invite them to share and participate in the conversation. We still reach the same end goal. We wanted to know what are they doing on a day-to-day basis? Uh, What are they using for tech? What is their absolutely can't live without type of article? Are they at reading Adweek? Are they on entrepreneur, social media examiner? Like, what are they doing? But instead of saying, do you guys read this? Do you watch these YouTube videos? It's tell us what resources you're using that have made you so successful. It's about highlighting them. So that's something that we do a lot that seems to work the best. I mean, honestly, everybody wants a little bit of recognition. And if you remember something about them, that's even better. Like I can, like a part of what I do is I go through and I tag people and it's like, hey, you're having trouble with your landing page. I happen to know that Kenny here is fantastic at building landing pages. How about you guys talk a little? I'll tag them in. That's wonderful. mm -hmm. I have this theory of community management of being the bearer, being the flower, where we view all of our communities as honey hives, as beehives. And we could either have the product and be the marketer and be the bear and come in and say, hey, we have this thing, you should buy it. Or you could be the flower, you could be the node and the resource that people come to. And it sounds like you've definitely leaned heavily into that flower strategy. Oh, 100%. Would we love for people to use our products as their one-stop shop? Of course. 
that would be incredible. I would love it if they bought all the things because it served all their needs. But if I see someone recommending a different product, like I have not been a participant in stuff for long. So like my first thought is like Jeff Walker's product launch formula. I think it's been a while since he originally launched that. (laughs) But if someone says, I know that this particular company has fantastic courses on it, I'm not going to delete it and say, oh, sorry, you can't recommend other companies' content. No, we digital marketers are great because we know that we're not. <laughs> we're willing to say, you know what, we're good at it, but maybe someone might be a little bit better. How about we all learn a little today? It's about setting the person's needs before ours. This is their community. We just happen to look over it a little. I love that whole idea. It, you know, it reminds me of we often talk about these different problems that no one company can solve, right? And it's going to take all of us coming together to solve these issues. And, and you've just provided a real world, right, example of, you know, you're not going to squash this thing over here because, you know, it, it's, it's serving a purpose and we can coexist peacefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's actually goes back to our core values. So one of them that we have is always pursue growth and learning. And that's not only just for us. We imagine that our ideal customer also believes that. So who are we to say, always pursue growth and learning as long as it's digital marketer stuff? That's not how it works. It's just go out there and find it, acquire that knowledge, keep learning, don't stop growing. I feel like that's a great way to do it. Given your experience, have you observed any pattern of success which an open source community can learn from you instantly? From us, not initially. Something that and it kind of goes back to the growth and learning is constantly be looking for something to help. I'm a part of so many communities just to observe and see how they're working. I just want to know how did you make your community so successful? Would that work for me? And not always. I mean, every community is different and I'll try stuff. It doesn't work. That's fine. It's okay in failing sometimes as long as you learn from it. That's huge here at Digital Marketer is it's okay to fail. Just own up to it, learn, move along. That's it. So I feel like pursuing growth and learning, that's just a way to live life and professionally, personally, all of that. It can go across the board for many situations, especially this one. And I think that's one of the major reasons why digital marketer is such an important part, even as someone in open source, of my information diet. I'm watching people in digital marketer engage, fail, and then get called out for it and then have a really constructive conversation that results in information that is intangible and highly situational and connected to just this one person's area. Mm-hmm. But I'm suddenly like, oh, that's a pitfall I should probably watch out for. It's really wonderful to have Digital Marketer as a part of my information diet in an open source community because we're watching these highly specialized occurrences happen in the community and everyone is saying, all right, let's learn from that. Mm -hmm. 
And I think that's a unique part of our community. I have a part of so many. I do see it in others, but I think that it's super prevalent in ours is everyone is invested in everybody else's success. So with it's like a secondary family for them. So you'll see people offer advice and then three weeks later, go back and comment on the same post and say, uh, hey, Harry, how did that work out for you? Because they want to know. They want to be involved because they're emotionally invested in each other at this point. Absolutely. And that does bring up a question for me. As I've been thinking about this a little bit lately, would you say that your community has transcended the notions of being useful or being successful in regards to your terms and goals and the community has become meaningful? What do you think that means to all of your community members that they view this community as a place where they can garner meaning? 100%. I feel like Digital Marketer Engage five years ago, maybe not. It was definitely just a place to go to talk a little bit about marketing and to hang out and maybe get some support questions answered. But now it's taken on sort of a life of its own. Honestly, if I wasn't there to enforce the rules, that's just the worst part is people might post stuff they shouldn't. (laughs) Otherwise, it would totally run. It would... People create their own conversations and there's a lot of like tiny families within the community where they've all just joined and decided these are my people and they're totally welcome to others joining. Don't feel like it's a click or anything. And it's always, we're going to go help. You see it all the time. I'll shout out one particular person. We have a woman in our group, Sin Mobley. Mobley. I may pronounce that wrong. I've never had to say it out loud before. (laughs) Sin Mobley. She is just an absolute rock star. You've probably seen her. She is constantly helping people, especially in her areas of expertise. When I see her comment, I'm like, I'm not needed. (laughs) They're taken care of. I don't have to worry about a thing. Sin has them. Like, It's fantastic. And she's not the only one, but she's definitely the one that I think of first because she gives so willingly and she absolutely never expects anything in return. The knowledge is shared so freely. There's no gating of the knowledge. It's a really fantastic thing to just see. Like it's where you see the good in people, honestly. It leaves me the question of knowing how did Sin become that connected to the community? How did you end up with a promoter that promotable? (laughs) I have no idea how we got so lucky. I like, <laughs> she, like we are 100% lucky to have her. I don't know what we did so right to obtain someone like her. She's not an employee. She's not a contractor. She gets nothing out of it other than the pleasure of talking to all these people. And I'm sure she made some connections, maybe made some business connections because that's kind of the hope there. But From what I know, she really gets nothing out of it other than helping other people and possibly being helped in return. And she's been around so long. Like, I can't imagine it without her. (laughs) If I wanted to give us the tiniest bit of credit, it's that we encourage them to solve each other's problems rather than having us solve problems. Because we noticed early on that if a digital marketer employee commented on a post, that was it. 
The conversation stopped. That was considered the final answer and no other answer could be better when that's not true. And so we stopped doing that. Challenging Ryan Dice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. No one wants to challenge Ryan. It happens sometimes I'll post something and then you'll see Ryan comment the same thing. And then they're like, oh my gosh, Ryan, thank you. And I'm like, that's because they love Ryan. They know Ryan and he's the, I'm sorry, how did the kids say it? The goat. (laughs) Um, So what we do instead is we give it 24 hours. If no one provides feedback, no one helps, then we hop on because we don't want to be the final say in all of it. The people in the community, they're smart. They are hardworking. They know what they're doing. They're just here because they need a little bit of push sometimes. They need a little bit of help here and there. So I really loved hearing about Sin. That's so cool. And I think one of the things there is it really is about just the connections, or at least that's one of the things that's been for me in the open source community, mm-hmm. because I certainly participate outside my, my day job, so to speak. Mm-hmm. How do you make or how do you bring up other community members and encourage them to be as active as sin is, or, or maybe not as active as, as sin is, but you know, more active and kind of jump in. So I feel like that it's all about the onboarding experience. It's, I see so many places where onboarding isn't a thing, but onboarding is so, so, so important. It, I can't stress it enough. It's the member's first experience with you. There's a reason, there's a saying that first impressions matter and it's because they do. This is their first interaction with you in a lot of cases. So if they don't get some sort of immediate fuzzy feeling, they're not going to enjoy it. They're not going to participate. They're not going to be encouraged. So onboarding really helps because it brings them into the family. It sets expectation. It gives them a clear starting point. And without it, they're just kind of floating around. And that encourages lurking rather than participation. I mean, there's nothing wrong with being a lurker. I'm a lurker in a few communities because I just want to learn. I don't really have anything to give, but it's okay to lurk. But the goal is to get the newbies engaged so that way they see the value and they can then in turn provide value. So for us, the community is always a topic of conversation at all stages of the customer value journey that we talk about. Um, And that's basically from when they first learn about you to when they become a raving fan, all of those different steps that have to happen. So it starts with in their initial welcome email, they get encouraged to join. It's like a part of the steps. One, log in. Two, join the community. Most of them join unless they don't like Facebook, which I understand. And then we have a weekly This Week in Lab newsletter which has a reminder to join or to participate in a certain conversation based on the content in the mail. So it generates that conversation. And then when they very first join at the top of the group, there's my face. (laughs) You can uh, pin posts or announcements to the beginning of a Facebook group. And it's just a quick video and a quick just like, hey, I'm Michelle. I'm lucky enough to be your community manager. Here's what I'm here for. And then the video, just me welcoming them letting them know kind of the intent of the community and what to expect. And then at the end of it, there's a little like call to action in a way where it says, 
post below what your goals in the next 30 days are. And that's a good one. (laughs) mm -hmm. And that one's one of my favorites because it's measurable. And at this moment, I'm a little bit of a one-woman show. (laughs) So I can't be as hands-on as I want to be, but my goal there is to use that to keep in contact with them and say, and to go back to that comment in two weeks and, or immediate, the immediate hope is to say, Hey, that's a fantastic goal. Here's what we have. That'll help you with that. Or here's a conversation. That's exactly about that. Check it out. And then a couple of weeks later to hop on there and say, Hey, did you look at that? How's it going? What kind of progress have you made? That's my goal. I haven't been able to go back to it mostly because when the whole pandemic started, we opened up our community and our product to everyone for a month, no charge, no credit card. We said, the world is going crazy. Let's just do what we can. So we gave everybody access to our product at no charge in our community. And I think we added like 8,000 people into it. And it, my post, I felt so bad. I just couldn't keep up with everyone there by myself. It was so much. So I've been wanting to get back to that. We've kind of stabilized now. And now we're back down to our normal number of about 11,000. We actually got to keep a lot of people, which was really cool. Like they just kind of came for funsies and they were like, oh, I like this (laughs) and stayed. That really helps. And then of course, not to end it, but then we also, when they first start, have a couple of emails that go out, I think about two or three. And they have prompts. It's like, hey, go to the group and post hashtag I'm new here and tell us what your goals are. And that is a small win. You give them a small win. They're going to feel good. They're going to want to participate. They're going to go ahead. That establishes those connections because our people go on and say, hey, Jackie, nice to meet you. I'm also in copywriting or I also love horses. In my case, it's here, Michelle, here's a gif of a puppy. I know you want to (laughs) cry. That's really cool. It just those small wins kind of snowball until they're a fully fledged, they're always members, but like a member, like a person that is known. They continue to grow their authority, I guess you could say. It's an amazing walk through a uh, traditional onboarding process for Digital Marketer Engage. But I kind of want to circle back a little bit because you said that that onboarding process got a little bit overwhelmed. Yep. When you opened up the product, can you talk a little bit more about how that onboarding process kind of broke down? Because there were some unscalable portions of it with you responding to every comment that came through. How did you deal with that? And where do you stand now? So basically what happened is we opened up and we were like, this is going to be really cool. We're going to get some people in here. And we got a massive response that I don't think we were expecting. And I, at the time, had like these two community liaisons and they did like 10 hours a week in work of work in the community in addition to what they already do for us. And it got so busy, I lost them because they were working strictly on membership approvals. They were adding people in. It got so busy, they couldn't actually moderate. They just spent the entire day working on their own job and adding people into the community which is a process for us since it is a gated community that's only for specific, for members only. So what had happened was (laughs) uh, all these people commented. And at first I was 
doing well. I, I love to love all the comments and type a response. And then one morning I woke up and we had overnight added almost 2,000 people. And that post blew up to the point I couldn't keep up anymore. I had hundreds of comments that I didn't have time to respond to. And I really tried until it just snowballed. And I was like, nope, can't. I got to dedicate my time to other stuff for now because it, unfortunately, something had to give. And that was the thing, which I hate because I really love talking to these people. But at some point I had to manage, not just be the friend. You know, like you have to, you have to parent, not just be the cool friend. (laughs) But I really want to bring it back. And unfortunately I haven't gotten my liaisons back. So I'm just kind of settling back into what I guess is the traditional role of community management where I'm doing it all. So my goal right now is to re-record the video, make a new post, start fresh, do it all over again. So that way it not only and I'm hoping it'll people who are already members kind of see it again and go, oh, I should do that. <laughs> I should go ahead and post now. I didn't before. So talking about the onboarding, it seems you created an atmosphere that attracts these new people. Can you talk a bit about the atmosphere which you believe attracted these uh, the people to come into your community? Honestly, I feel like when people first start, they just go, oh, that's a cool perk. I get a Facebook group. Nice. I'll join that. I'll look at it sometime. But then they hop in and they see the conversations that are happening and they're like, oh, I should take advantage of this. I should really use it. And honestly, people find us because of digital marketers content. But then when they hop into the community, they realize that it's so much more. It's a whole network of incredible people. and. It's really cool. I mean, Denia, you probably remember when this open access thing happened. We had one particular kid, I think he was like 13, 15, who hopped in and said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to participate and I'm going to get certified in every single mastery course that Digital Marketer offers. Yeah, absolutely. Trailblazer. (laughs) Couldn't go to school. Muhammad. uh, Wanted to procrastinate a little bit. Yes, Muhammad. And then he started creating these YouTube videos encouraging other young kids to do the same. He was like, (laughs) he basically said, the world's crazy. Let's learn. Let's build our own businesses. And I feel like that was a very interesting one where he just kind of happened upon us. It's like, ah, I need to learn a skill. Let's learn a skill. Oh, wow. Here's this community. And then he ended up getting like a year of elite or for lifetime, I honestly can't remember. I feel like it was a lifetime, a year of our product that we were just like, you're incredible. We like you. We're going to keep you. I hope you're successful. And it was... uh, Absolutely. Just an automatic intern. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) All right. So I feel like we could continue talking about onboarding and the importance of community and what it means to have a meaningful one for a really long time. And I think that we've gone through so much content. But sadly, podcasts do have a little bit of an end. So we do wrap up fairly often, Michelle, with something that we call picks. Mm -hmm. So a little bit about a pick. It could be anything. It could be a 
word of wisdom, or it could be something about your pets back at home. So just one big thing from the previous few days that you just want to share about what's happening in your universe. So I guess I'll go ahead and start. I actually recently picked up a new hobby. I find that my hobbies become work very, very quickly. And I tend to just do so much, but I chose a hobby that I can't make work. I bought a motorcycle and I am absolutely loving it. And taking that time away from work, I've noticed a lot of stress just kind of melt away. So it's kind of nice in this COVID situation. It's going to be going on for a really long time to just dedicate yourself to just a hobby. So uh, Nicole, let's go ahead with your pick next. So I mentioned earlier that I'm a mom. And one of the things that's been really inspirational for me has been that I decided to enroll Duncan, my nine-year-old son, in a coding camp. And up until this point, you know, he'd been in some other coding camps, but they were more about playing games than they were actual coding. And so he's in this Python coding camp. He's had one week that was intro to Python coding. And then uh, the second week was Python coding for arcade games where he built Hong and then did a couple of different things with it. And it's really kind of set him off on this path. And now he's, he's really into this and, and it's been actual coding. And that's been something that's just been inspirational for me in the last couple of, well, in this last week or last week and the week before. Yeah, usually I'm an outdoor person. I like, I like to, in, to discover nature. But this was not the case for the past few, the, the, the past period, we know the confinement with uh, COVID-19. So two days ago, I discovered something that really changed the whole dynamics. I went out walking and I just discovered this cool park. Beautiful trees, birds, nature com- congregating together. I said, wow, this is the place where I've longing to see. I just went and said, I sat down there and I started having those original thoughts back from nature, communicating with things around. And I felt some inner peace and tranquility that really spin me up. And this is something I've really been looking for for a long time. But I'm happy I found it back. Wow, that is an amazingly quaint pick. I'm I'm kind of jealous. You should share some pictures with us. Yeah, sure. absolutely. <laughs> All right. If something I did recently that is in a sound so mundane, but it helped me out a ton, was I totally started redoing my bedroom. Before it was like this is where I go to sleep and drop off my stuff, and then. Now it's kind of like my little sanctuary. I actually decorated it. I don't remember the last time I decorated my room. I think I was 12. <laughs> but I actually did stuff to it. And I rearranged it, ripped up some old, we're ripping up old carpet to install tile. Like we're really trying to make it just the best place for me to go. And I think I, I know they always say separate work from home when you work from home like have separate areas, but I think I'm going to move my office in there just because I like it so much. And because working in the dining room isn't the best, (laughs) but that's been really helpful. I'm sure like most people, my sleep is absolutely, there's no schedule. 
I'm just all over the place. So like I've started downloading apps for that too. Like I have Sleep Booster app where it has you do like 10 cycles of breathing and then there's a meditation session. I don't think I've made it past a meditation session more than like two or three times. I'm just out. And if I don't use it, I go to bed at like 2.30 in the morning, which is not okay for me. (laughs) So that's been super helpful for me. Absolutely. Yeah. You all just sound so quaint and wonderful with yours. And I'm just... (laughs) And with that, I do want to thank you so much for giving us your time, Michelle and Armstrong and Nicole. Thank you all so much for an amazing podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Thank you so much. And thank you to all of our listeners who joined us today for this episode of Chaos Cast. To stay up to date on future episodes, subscribe for free to this podcast on your favorite podcasting app. Share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. And if you have any ideas for future episode topics, we'd love for you to come on as a guest or you can just email us the topic at podcast at chaos.community. Thank you all so much. We hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next time, this is your chaos community.